0: This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. I think our mindset was coming from a place of curiosity. And that's something that I'll tell people is, you know, they'll say, you haven't gone to college. You, you know, what were you thinking when you started this? And I'll say, I was honestly just really curious. And so was Caroline. And I think that's a very important trait to have as an entrepreneur. Isabella and
1: Carolyn Burkaw started Bomb Bath Fizzers after experimenting with scents and bath products at their own home in Minnesota. They were 10 and 11 years old. A year later, they sold out their first day at an art fair and got their first order from a local salon. Not long after, they were approached by Target for a national distribution deal. It takes a strong mindset to make a business succeed and still have to take your finals. For Isabella and Carolyn The mindset was a mix of curiosity, tenacity, and amazing family support. Now they're 17 and 19, and DeBom is five years old with $20 million in annual revenues. The whole family's involved, and they have big plans for international expansion. Coming up, you'll hear how a local salon owner gave Isabel and Carolyn their first real vote of confidence as a business, the moment their grandmother came to the rescue after their first website failed expectations. What happened in the period they call the Dark Ages, when they lived among bath bombs everywhere? Why the sound of a tape gun is something that still gives the sisters chills? And what Isabella and Carolyn have already learned about self-care and pacing themselves? This is the Million Dollar Mind Podcast. Remarkable stories of transformation and how to shift your mindset to accelerate success with entrepreneur, scaling coach, and mindset expert, Julia Pimsler. Hi, Isabel and Carolyn. Great to have you on Million Dollar Mind. How's it going today? Good,
0: thanks. How are you?
1: Doing great. I wanted to hear about how you started Da Bomb Bath Fizzers.
0: We originally started formulating bath bomb recipes when we were actually 10 and 11, just for fun. Um, And then we were when we were 11 and 12, we took the products to our very first art fair. Um, It was just a local art fair in Minneapolis. And um, people ended up really liking the products. So we did that two years in a row. And then when we were, I think, 14 and 15, we became an official LLC.
1: Very cool. And, And what was the moment when you were like, hey, let's turn this into a real business, not just like a fun craft project that we sell at fairs?
2: So Isabel and I, we did our first uptown art fair, a local art fair in Minneapolis, and that was when we were about 11 and 12. It went really well. We sold out on the first day because it was a two-day fair, but it was more of a hobby for us at the time. We didn't do anything with the company until we re-entered the art fair the following year and that year a local salon owner came by and he bought i think 8 or 10 of our bath bombs and tried them all that night and came back and said I want you to sell these in our salons so that was kind of the first experience we had with selling to someone and you know when he reached out to us and asked us to sell in his stores that kind of got the wheels turning and that's well, what let's we just
1: started. pause there a minute how did that feel when he came to you and said I want to carry your product in all my stores
2: To be honest, I think Isabel and I were kind of shocked (laughs) because we had just started. And, you know, obviously we were super excited. We had been at that salon before. It was our favorite salon. So it was super exciting and just really cool to have that experience.
1: How many did he order? How many was that first order?
0: Oh, I can't quite remember. I just remember it was a lot of bath bombs to make. And we just kind of found ourselves, like Caroline said, a little bit in shock because, you know... It's not like we really understood how different brands got into retail locations, because um, you know we we never experienced that before. So I think we were a little bit shocked, maybe even a little bit naive, because we didn't realize how lucky we'd gotten to to get our first account that way, and that um, you know we were really thankful that someone believed in us. Um, and then you know I think we also didn't totally expect um, all the hard work that was to come, and Um, But overall, we were really thankful for um, all that experience and that um, Mr. Worley was his name, that he believed in us. So that was really cool.
1: Yeah. What great validation so early on. For some of our listeners who might be teens or have teens, you know, there's a big difference between a business idea and a business I actually have two boys. They're 11 and 15. And my 15-year-old, when he was 13, started a small business and started selling these bracelets that had mantras on them, uh, inspired by something that was in my book, Million Dollar Women. So he was selling bracelets, making money. And his little brother, who's nine, was like, I'm going to start a business too. And he decided he was going to write all these stories and sell them. So he talked about it for a while and he kept saying, Well, my business, my business, and went ahead to say, you know, I hate to break it to you, but that's just a business idea. <laughs> like, right, you haven't made the books yet. No one's bought them. So here's what I'd love to hear from you. Like, how did you go from, well, we like making these to we're gonna really turn this into like a real business with employees? I imagine you now have a factory. Like, how did you get there?
2: Yeah, I think Isabel and I, you know, obviously after getting that first order from Mr. Worley, we started contacting other local stores, giving them samples, handing them our business card and kind of pitching our story. That was very short at the time, but you know, we had a passion for it. And I think the first time we decided, okay, we want to take the next step is when we put up a website and that was in April 1st of 2015. So we put up a website and I think Ismail and I had this idea that orders would start rolling in and, you know, we'd be so successful. And so we hit the button that launched the website and then nothing happened.
0: (laughs) um, And then out of the the shadows came our tried and true customer, our grandma. She placed an order and we were really thankful. (laughs) I love it. Grandma's back. Your first customer.
2: It was yes. definitely not what we thought it would be, but we were also really excited once we got that order and then slowly but surely more orders started rolling in.
1: But you were still in what grades at that time? Um, I think 8th grade maybe.
2: We were 13
1: and 15. Okay. Yeah, so right. What what did it sound like inside your mind since, you know, this podcast is about sort of where business and mindset meet? Because here you are, you've got homework, you've got your friends, they're probably doing things more like, you know, ice skating or making the yearbook and things like that. And you're actually starting a business. What did it sound like inside your brain? Either of you can go first about like, yes, I want to do this. Or is
0: this a little crazy? Um, I think, you know, it just kind of goes back to our ambitious nature, I think. And then when we get together, we both, I think we both get a little bit competitive, Um, none of us wanted to be the person that was like, actually, I don't want to do this. We we both wanted to be the person that, you know, was going to go on and succeed with this business. And we really had no idea what we were doing. Um, but I think our mindset was coming from a place of curiosity. And that's something that I'll tell people is, you know, they'll say, you haven't gone to college. You, you know, what were you thinking when you started this? And I'll say, I was honestly just really curious. And so was Caroline. And I think that's a very important trait to have as an entrepreneur is to be curious and have that curiosity. Because overall, you know, you can read as many books as you want. And that's awesome. And you can um, watch as many movies as you want. Um, And then at the end of the day, it just kind of boils down to what is your business like? Um, And then you know, you can get a college degree, but if you're not curious, you're not going to be able to solve those problems in your own business. Um, Yes,
1: I love that. And I think it, it just, the curiosity continues to be important because the landscape keeps changing, right? That what people want change, our customers change, nothing really ever stays the same in business. So that's such a Key component that you're you're tapping into. So, Caroline, what was it like for you, like inside your mind, and maybe even if you could share, like, what did it sound like inside your mind? Were you just like, "Yes, I want to do this," or was there ever fear? Was there concern you'd maybe you know lose friends or friends would be jealous?
2: Yeah, honestly, I've always had really awesome friends, um, and they've been nothing but supportive and just want to help me along the way. I think from my point of view, Isabel and I just loved having fun. And we'd start a lot of mini businesses. Like again, our grandma would buy some of our paintings for like 25 cents. So it was just really cool to have that creative aspect like Isabel mentioned, but then also to have fun while doing it. And so for me, bath bombs were fun and it was fun for us to experiment and look online and in books and make our own recipes And I think it was just overall, yeah, super fun experience that both of us wanted to continue doing.
1: It sounds like it was a lot of fun. And I know I've read that you at one point had bath bombs in your basement, bath bombs in your bathrooms. Like, what was that like as you were scaling up before you had a factory and a place to make them?
2: Yeah. So I would say it definitely started as fun. But by the end of it, our entire house was filled with bath bombs. You know, our living room was the shipping um, area, and the upstairs was where we would dry our bath bombs. We'd produce our bath bombs in the basement. The only rooms that were safe were our bedrooms because we also <laughs> test the bath bombs in our bathrooms. so our whole house was engulfed with this bath bomb powder.
1: It was basically like a bath bomb went off in your house exactly <laughs> in and your it, house was one big bathtub
2: exactly. <laughs> our neighbors even said that they could smell the bath bombs. From down the street, and whenever we'd go to school, our lockers would smell like bath bombs. So oh at that God, point, we funny. were all just bath bombs.
1: <laughs> and was there was there ever a moment where you were like, "This is a little overwhelming"? Like, did you yeah. ever have a doubt?
2: Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. Like I mentioned, our lockers smelled like bath bombs. We were
0: pretty much just a whole bath bomb at that point. This is Isabel. We actually did when a couple of months we started calling it the Dark Ages.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why is that?
0: Just because. Um, yeah. I think we, you know, we had this idea. I think a lot of people have the idea before they start a business that it's going to be so fun. um, You're going to get to do whatever you want to do. You get to be your own boss. um,
1: Make tons of money right from day one. Right.
0: People are expecting to just become millionaires within the first six months, but that's not how it works at all. Um, And I don't think we had that mindset necessarily, but we definitely didn't understand how intense the work would be I think um, and when it got to the point where we started having to hire people um, and you know we had eight people working out of our house um, towards the end we were producing 20,000 bath bombs out of our home and it becomes a little overwhelming when when um, you know you can't really escape that work you know you're living with it, you're breathing it you're smelling yeah. the bath bombs you make, you make a
1: grilled cheese sandwich and it tastes like Lavender.
0: Not, not <laughs> even, we, we would just like order pizza because, you know, our kitchen table was the shrink wrapping station. So oh my gosh. it wow, overwhelming, but I think overall in the long run, it was definitely worth it. Um, but I would just say like in those times, it was just hard to see, you know, past that. We kind of felt like there was going to be bathrooms in our house forever, honestly.
1: And did you call it the dark ages because you kind of knew on some level this can't last forever? There's a...
0: Is oh, renaissance coming? It was more so looking back on it. We called it the darkest age. <laughs> I see. There. Okay. It's definitely a joke, um, but it's also not at the same time. It was like, it was a wake up call for us to be like, wow, this is really a lot of hard work. We either got to be 110% all the way in, or we just got to drop this all together because um, this is a huge commitment.
1: Coming up, what Isabella and Carolyn have already learned about self-care and pacing themselves things that most adults still haven't mastered. If you've been listening to this podcast and thinking you might want some help with your own go big mindset, you can get a free 45 minute accelerate session with us and we'll help you figure out where you're at in your business and where you need to go. Just go to scalewithjulia.com. That's scalewithjulia.com. There's a 20-minute free video training there and a place to set up a call with us. This call could be the first step in getting closer to the life you imagined when you started the business. Mention the Million Dollar Mind podcast. We'll send you a free chapter from the book Million Dollar Women, all about delegating. We look forward to hearing about the changes you'll make in your business after reading it. Set up a call at scalewithjulia.com. Was there ever a day that was a bit of a turning point for you or a moment? Was there ever like a day that was really challenging that? you know, kind of drew on all of your internal strength, either of you?
2: Yes, absolutely. So in the beginning of 2016, I believe, or 2015, um, we were approached by Target. And that was huge for us because, you know, we were thinking very briefly about our business plan. We were thinking five years from now, maybe we can even contact Target and then a few months later we got an email saying we want to have a meeting with you from the target headquarters. So oh, wow. it was really awesome. We were really scared because we were still in our house. We were, you know, we had to make those plans to move out of our house and we had kind of been talking about that already. But we had the meeting with Target. It went really well and at the end they wanted our products in all 1800 stores for holiday. Amazing. So- It was really awesome. We left. We felt really great. But we also knew, okay, we have to get a warehouse. (laughs) So in April of 2016, one year after becoming an official business, we signed a lease on a warehouse. And we're still in that warehouse today.
0: Mm -hmm. I think what Caroline thought you might have been asking was like, when was a huge turning point for us that we applied, jumping into the business 100%. So that was it. But I'll tell you a story that was kind of like a defining like dark moment for us um i just i remember this one time in the um But in the dark ages is what we called it, but I don't want to go too much back on that because, you know, there were still definitely some happy times. Like Caroline said, getting contacted by Target, that was really cool. Um, But I think, you know, there were some moments where I was just like, what are we doing? You know, we we had just stayed up all night making bath bombs to restock our mall cart at a local mall. Um, And then finally my mom and dad were like, you have to go to school the next day, it's it's one AM, just go to bed. So I felt pretty guilty leaving them. Um, because, you know, our parents were so supportive in the beginning and I think they kind of share that ambition with Caroline and I, you know, it's probably where we get it from. They wanted to see how far we could take the business as well. So they started helping us and um we were so appreciative of that. So they were like, Isabel, just go to bed. Caroline, just go to bed. Um and then so I tried to go to bed. This is Isabel speaking and all of a sudden I hear lo and behold, the devilish tape gun at 1am in the morning. And it was like the worst creaky sound you could ever imagine. I was just trying to go to sleep. And all of a sudden, this tape gun just out of nowhere. And normally, people wouldn't be bothered by a tape gun. But to this day, when I hear that tape gun, I'm like, nope, I'm out of here. I cannot listen to that any longer. (laughs) Just because to me, it like symbolized, you know, that like, that nagging feeling of like, always, you know, are we going to succeed? Is this going to work? And then that tape gun just kind of like, it was like an audible representation of everything I was feeling in my head, all the stress. So to this day, I'm like, nope, I can't do tape guns. It's kinda so, wait, like,
1: so, you, so let me understand, you're lying in your bed and you heard the tape gun. Was it literally being used or you just had it like echoing in your
0: brain? No, it was literally used it? being used. And then for the rest of the night, I could hear it. And I was like, this is going to last a lifetime.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What have I gotten myself into?
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, So what
1: what did you draw on in that moment to think, you know what, I want to do this? Like, where did you get your mindset fortitude?
0: I think, I think it actually came, you know, it wasn't in the moment that I realized what I was doing was going to be worth it. And I think that's something important to recognize that you know, even though maybe you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, tunnel, you have to keep going. Um, And it's in like times like that, where that's sort of when, you know, you can, you can sit with your disappointment, you can sit with your, maybe it's depression, maybe it's just pure stress. Um, It's okay to be that way. You know, I think a lot of people um, want to just 24 seven, just be grinding and be okay with themselves, but you can be okay with yourself and still be in pain um, and still be working really hard. You just have to have, um, you just have to have a mindset of like pacing yourself. You know um, that's something that Caroline and I, I think both always try to do is, you know, when we're at these like super long trade shows or when we have a meeting coming up, you know, we just have to be, we have to be nice to ourselves and we have to pace ourselves and we just have to we, we turn back to this quote, and it's expect the unexpected. And what that means to us is, do you want to explain it, Caroline? Sure. So
2: expect the unexpected is basically just means exactly what I said. <laughs> um, but it's if something can go wrong, it probably will. <laughs> but it's important. And I think well and I had to learn this, especially while we were growing up. Um, it's just important to handle that situation maturely, and understand that, you can deal with it and everything's going to be okay.
1: <laughs> yes. And I imagine, you know, dealing with all these unexpected things that come up in every company made you kind of grow up a little faster. How do you feel about that part? Like, do you ever think like, well, wait, we've spent our childhood like being business people. Like, do you ever think about that?
2: Yeah, there were definitely times where I was kind of thinking, this isn't fair. Like my friends are all hanging out and I'm making bath bombs. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, I'm so happy with the experience we've gained and we're still learning every day obviously we're still so young so every day we learn something new and our friends are more interested in it now too so it's fun to talk to them about it and overall it's just it's been a really great experience and I'm really happy that you know all this happened yeah, <laughs>
1: and how do you how school? do you balance bath bomb in school?
2: That was another. Maybe even one of the biggest challenges is finding that balance. Um, now I take a class called on the job. So I do half days at high school. well and I, even in middle school, when things started picking up, we were really struggling to keep up with our classes. And, you know, we started traveling to different gift shows across the country. And so we would have to leave school for that. And It really did
0: get pretty hectic. I'm trying to balance class while answering emails and calling Caroline, asking her, you know, what's going on at the office today? Um, So it's definitely really hard. I think I've probably gotten sick more times this year than I ever have in my life, just from all the stress.
1: Um, Freshman year of college is challenging for anyone. So I can only imagine, you know, still trying to keep the business going. I think
0: my business experience that I've had already has sort of prepared me um better because i feel like everybody goes through a time in their lives where they're forced to balance their work life their maybe some kind of education or a hobby and you know their social life as well um and i'm definitely you know the stakes are a little bit higher now but um because of my experience with the business i feel like i'm better prepared to deal with that um right now i'm just sort of mastering um mastering the the mindset which i was going to speak to um Going back to that whole theme Um, right now, I'm just, you know, I'm pacing myself like Caroline and I talked about. I'm trying to be flexible with the events that come every day.
1: Yeah. Well, there are so many great lessons that come out of running a business. Do you mind each taking a turn and talking about kind of what helps you keep a a strong mindset? We're believers here at Million Dollar Mind that business is 80% mindset, 20% skill set and network. Do you agree with that statement?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um. This is Caroline. And for me personally, I think just having my family as my main team and working with them every day has been awesome. A lot of people say, you know, don't work with your family, it can get messy. But if anything, I think it's just brought us closer. And we always make sure that. We're in each other's best interest. We're doing everything for each other. And we always make sure to check in with each other. It's just a really great support system, I would say.
1: I love that. It's great you get to work with your family. Do you you think that your parents instilled you with an entrepreneurial mindset? Or did that come from you or a little of both?
2: Um, Definitely both. I think, first of all, our mom has always been super insanely creative. Um, She has done many art projects with us (laughs) and inspired a lot of our creativity and our dad was also a consultant so he did a lot with managing businesses before this so I definitely think he instills that entrepreneurial spirit as well but together I think they both kind of inspired us
0: and just to be clear our mom has done more than art projects with us she started her own businesses a couple times Um, she's also written you know a, um, a children's manuscript. So she's definitely someone who inspires creativity in us. And then our dad is definitely the one who kind of, um, asks us these, you know, important questions and wants us to, you know, slow down and think about how we're going to get from point A to B. He definitely has a more, um, like businessy mindset and my mom has a very creative mindset. So I think that really helps Caroline and I, um, see both sides of, you know, where we need to step up in the business
1: and and isabel what's something that keeps your mindset strong do you, do
0: you i would have to agree with caroline i was actually just thinking you know um the fact that you know my family is holding me accountable um is really awesome because you know if it's somebody that you don't you're not really getting along with or someone you don't necessarily um want to be your business partner you're going to be less inclined to want to succeed with that person um but we are always you know we're in each other's corners you know we want each other to succeed and um, It's, it's always a good, it's a good family dynamic, I think.
1: Where do you go from here? Like what's your, what's going to happen over the next couple of years?
0: Um, I think
2: Isla and I definitely, some of our goals are to expand internationally. That's something that we've been talking about for a while and it's kind of difficult with all the different regulations, but it's definitely something that we want to go with and push forward and also just expanding the product line um we've done bath bombs and we're still going to continue to do them but we've also started doing other um, bath and shower products as well and that's been really fun and we actually just we're working on our second book right now and it's available for pre-order and we have written a book in the past as well so it's just kind of fun to expand on all those different areas
0: Mm -hmm. The book, the newest book coming out is called Good Clean Beauty and it's a DIY makeup book and it's super exciting because um, we may be working on something to launch in conjunction with that. I'm not going to say any more because I'm very bad at always spoiling things.
1: You two are super creative and I can't wait to see what you come out with next. So we would love to hear for our listeners, what is one thing that you recently read or saw that inspired you it could be a book a ted talk a podcast first isabel then caroline
0: okay this is isabel and i actually re- recently read a book um by richard schultz and he i don't know if you know is the founder of best buy and it's called mm-hmm. becoming the best and it was actually you know i was um he is he has some ties to the school i'm currently at which is the university of saint thomas and um it was actually required reading so i was kind of like oh this book um i just i have to read it but then as soon as i got into it i had so many parallels with his story and i just really admire who he is and um and how entrepreneurial he was and i i felt like i could really relate to him when reading his book so i would recommend it to anybody um who's trying to become an entrepreneur to read becoming the best
1: Oh, awesome. So many of our listeners are entrepreneurs. So thanks for that share.
2: And this is Caroline. Um, I recently watched, and Ismail and I have actually seen this multiple times, but it's really good. It's a movie called Joy. And it's about a female entrepreneur who kind of threw everything she knew aside and pursued something that she was really passionate about, which was um, a mop. And it was a really innovative design. Um, And yeah, I just think it was really inspiring, especially since as when I um, are so young to look up to her as well.
0: And you don't think you can make a whole movie about a mop, but they did it. And it well, was really you awesome. You know, it's one of my
1: favorites too. So I'm right there with you guys. I love that movie.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah really good. What is it, Jennifer Lawrence? Jennifer Lawrence yes Lawrence, yeah. Yes, I thought so. Now that's an awesome movie too, yeah. especially anyone who's having a hard time in their business because she heard so right. many no's and had to go through so many iterations of that darn yeah. mop, but my she got it there.
0: Blood, sweat, and tears, so.
1: Well, listen, I'm glad you guys made it out of the dark ages and that things are going so well now with the business. I think you're at over 20 million now. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. That's amazing. Congratulations. And I hope you continue to grow the business, enjoy working with your family, and kill it in school. How can people find you if they want to connect with you?
2: We have an Instagram page. It's just a bomb fizzers. And you can find us there. Otherwise, if you want to order from our website, it's debomfizzers.com.
0: Yes, and if you want to see our, um, our newest book, Good Clean Beauty, it's available for pre-order on Amazon right now, and we're publishing through Rock Point and Corto. so if you check out their, um, their Instagram pages, you can probably get some information on there as well.
1: Fantastic. Well, thanks for taking the time to be with us on Million Dollar Mind. And we'll look forward to following you on Instagram and hopefully meeting you in real life one of these days if you get to New York. Like
0: Absolutely. Thank yes. you so much for talking to us today. I loved
1: having you on. You guys gave a great interview and have an awesome day.
0: Thanks. You too.
1: Thanks. Take care. What a blast hearing about Isabel and Caroline's early entrepreneurial successes. I'll see you next time on Million Dollar Mind. Until then, stay brave and go big. Million Dollar Mind is a production of Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2020,
2: Julia Pimsler.
0: This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect.